Welcome to the Bookkeepers. I'm Coco. And Katie. Today we're going to be talking about our top 10 audiobooks. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Well, I actually think that, um, I don't know what order you wrote yours down in, but my top one, I'm pretty sure I want to see if it's the same as yours. Oh, I don't know if I have mine. So I want to say it at the exact same time. Okay. Um, okay. Ember in the Ashes? Ember in the Ashes by Sabata here. Yeah. It's read by Fiona Hardingham. Hardingham. Ugh. So good. So and that's it's everything. That's a full cast narration. We get a new narrator for every POV. The first book has <laughs> what two POVs, and then is that right? Just and you go to three. Yeah, and then with with each book, you gain one additional POV. Yes. Oh, I love it. I could listen to the guy that plays Elias all the time I, I mean honestly all of the voices um all the narrators in this particular series are fantastic and i'll listen to any of them read me any book mm-hmm. okay i'll let you go next for your next one okay um the next one i have is the poet x oh yeah this one didn't make my list, but I did listen to the audio of this one, and it is stellar. Oh, yes. What's her it's name? It's read I just by blanked. the author, correct? Yes, and I just blanked on what her name was in this moment. Uh, Asiato, right? Yes. Last Elizabeth, name? Elizabeth Asiato. Yes. yes. Oh, that one is so good. Yes, yeah, so she reads it herself, and because that one is one that I recommended to you, and you started it on Prince. Yeah, I bought it. Yes. It was a happy click buy. Yes. And then I think you were either busy or something, and you're like, I'm not, I'm having a hard time getting into it. And I was like, no way. You would love this book. And then you switched to audio and like downed it. Yeah. I soared through it after I switched to audio. Yeah. Which I can typically do in most books if. If I'm struggling to read it in print, if I switch to audio, 90% of the time I can get through it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a novel that's told in verse, and it takes place in New York, right? If I remember uh, correctly. Yes. Um, so good. But I love it. I could listen to her read to me all day. Yeah, it's so funny that that's your second one, because my second one is actually read by the author as well it's the black flamingo by dean adda and it's read by him oh (laughs) i had that on my list one of my top favorites (laughs) i had that on my list too of course you did what place did you put it in i didn't number mine the way you did i just whatever you did too (laughs) no it came to me fourth, but I don't think it's necessarily like fourth on this list. It's too hard. Anyways, we did this one basically together and mm-hmm. could not stop listening to it, listened to it while I was doing everything in my life. And it's will forever be one that I could listen to over and over and over again. Yeah, I remember us talking about it and the the character in this book he is half Jamaican and half English and 
the narrator kept switching between, you know, a little bit of a J- Jamaican dialect and an English dialect. And we're like, that's, he's really good at that. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> that it worked. Yeah. And it was, and then we realized that it was read by the author and it was sort of like a memoir. It was like a loose memoir of himself. Uh, and we're like, ah, oh, that makes so much more sense now why he could nail both parts of the accent. Yeah, it was it, it was great. It'll it makes any list that I ever have to tell somebody to read an audiobook, this is the one I'm recommending. I loved it. I loved it. It was like a coming of age story and him coming into his his identity, his sexual identity and his racial identity. It was just beautiful, just like joy. I was just grinning through half of the book. Yeah, and laughing and crying and just on a emotional, a great emotional arc journey. Yeah, it was beautiful. I love it. I don't have a copy on my physical bookshelf, but it's on my wish list to buy. Because mm. it's one I need to own. Okay, okay. what you got next? Um, I have Sadie by Courtney Summers. Oh my gosh, we did it again. This one's in my third spot. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to add some we're not gonna have full 10 <laughs> this is how it goes with us guys <laughs> <laughs> i have sadie by courtney summers read by D- dan Brittner, and this audio you started it before me and then you were like you have got to re- listen to this and i instantly downloaded it and i was like could not get enough of it and then I end- think I ended up beating you <laughs> yes so Sadie yeah I started we were getting ready to move and I was working on my bookshelves because we were moving from a house to an apartment and I wasn't gonna have room to finish painting my bookshelves and so I was painting bookshelves and so I put an audiobook in and that one was the first one that came open and it blew my mind I listened to it that whole day and finished it and I think that's I probably called you right after I got started was like you should listen to this with me because I'm gonna need to discuss it it's so good yeah and I think it's just because it's a different type of uh audiobook it's told uh through essentially a podcast and you're listening to this guy tell his story about actually a girl and her murder and it's just really captivating and just you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. You really are. You really are. And it's like, so you have your traditional narrator that covers the Sadie chapters, which feels just like your typical audiobook you listen to. But then, yeah, you flip to the male characters POV and it sounds just like, like you said, just like a podcast. He's like a journalist looking into Sadie's missing sister and the story of Sadie. And not only that, but he interviews people and like the interview, like there's interesting, like special effects of like the audio clicking. And then sounds like he's talking to someone that's on the phone and they have a narrator that comes in for that part too. So they do like a radio intro too at some point. Yeah, yeah, they have like a little a little jingle <laughs> that plays. Yeah, jingle. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> it's it was just so unique of a reading experience. Uh, I think reading it in print would still be cool, 
but the audio just added like a whole different level. It really didn't feel like just a book. It felt like a multimedia experience the way they filmed it. Yeah, it felt like TV, movie. It felt that kind of immersive experience you get from when you're sitting in a movie theater, but you're getting it through a book. It was really, truly well done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I guess it's one? my turn since we both got the exact same one. Um, okay, so my next one is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, and it's read by Bonnie Turpin. Oh, Bonnie, Bonnie Turpin will I'll forever. read anything. That she reads to me. <laughs> yeah. I will. Like she will anything. For, she will forever be my favorite narrator. I agree. I, You know, you can look up. Um, I think it's on Audible or maybe on Goodreads. But I want to say it's on Audible. You can go and you can look up a narrator specifically. And it'll show all the books that that person narrates for. And sometimes I'm just in the mood for Bonnie Turpin. And I'll go look her up and see which books are on my current TBR that she narrates and then pick it based off that because I need to hear her voice. Yeah. On, um, on our library on overdrive, you can select her name and it'll pull up anything that's available that she reads. And I always go that way too. Oh, she, yeah, that's brilliant. I, I think I listened to the hate you give to, uh, the first time I read it, I've read that one twice one it's once in print but I think the first time I did it was audio yeah I read the print version as well that book is so good for any of you guys that have seen the movie and not read the book go read the book because there are a few key characters that got cut from the film adaptation that we love the book is so much better yeah it's like the standard for they didn't they can't fit it all in a movie so they got to cut something somewhere yeah but that's a great one. Great. All right. My next one is The Sun is Also a Star by Nicola Yoon. Ooh, a good one. I haven't read this one. Okay. This one's getting added to my TBR. Where's my Goodreads? <laughs> because uh, this is also, isn't it funny how like when you think back to books you read, you can remember like exactly what you were doing. Or at least. I yeah, mean, it gets pegged with a time and place and it's forever like burned into your head what you were doing yeah so I was also moving which is kind of weird um this was when I first moved from Arkansas to Florida and this is like a trend for you you get like (laughs) great books whenever you move so like you should continue moving Uh, right (laughs) well I mean between the packing and the unpacking and all the prep like you can just really devour some audiobooks but yeah um and then no one interrupts you because they don't want to then be the one doing all that work so they just like let you work true so it's like uninterrupted audiobooks but I was unpacking our house in Orlando and I put this one on and it was also a book that I read in a single day or maybe over two days but I'm wanting to say it was a single day but you get two narrators and you know what I need to look I'm pretty sure Bonnie Turpin is the female (laughs) (laughs) that would not surprise me at all I'm pretty sure she is and uh, that whole story takes takes place over a single day. So you like start off in the morning with two individual characters in New York City. And they, it's teenagers and they obviously have a lot going on. And the, the female is 
Jamaican and her family's being deported that night. Um, and the boy I'm wanting to say was Korean American. Um, I can't exactly remember what, wait, where his story started at, but either way, these two spoil it for me. Is there love? <laughs> it's a it's a romance. It's a it's a YA contemporary yeah, yeah, but romance. Do they end up in love? Yes, they love. Ah! <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> they love each I'm other. Not gonna waste my time on on anything that they don't end up in love. Um, you will probably cry a few times because you're a crier. Oh, definitely. Oh, I was right. Yes, Bonnie Turpin does narrate it. I thought that she did. Um. There's a trend. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, so they meet. They like run into each other. They meet and they end up spending like the whole day together. And you just like go through a day in New York with these two teenagers who are, you know, it's it's so realistic. If you had a teenage experience to where like your life completely changed or you were uprooted you know, and it was just out of your control, right? But you're, like, old enough to feel like you could do things. Yeah, like, you could do it all on your own, but you're still a minor, so you have to do with what your parents are doing. And it's, like, you can just feel that, like, that pain. Like, oh, I remember what it felt like to be that teenager in those kinds of moments, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, it just feels so big, even though maybe it wasn't really that big. Um, I, I don't think you were a fan of the story, but you did read um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, and that's Bonnie Turpin too, right? Yeah. It's the only reason I probably finished that book is because it was it's her because voice. of Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That that book, y'all, I could... I've, it's, it's a hard one to... Uh, yeah. We'll have to do a whole podcast episode about ones that make us just go, uh, what <laughs> the heck just happened? <laughs> that one, yeah, it was different. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. We are. Um, okay, so my next one for, it's actually my last one on my top five for audio, is The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune, and oh. it's read by Daniel Henning. Oh, this I one was fantastic like 100 percent. if i could give it like a thousand stars and write like a you know five thousand word good brew uh goodreads review for it i would oh, i love that book i didn't like, do the seriously audio. if this isn't on your tbr right now it needs to be i've heard it described by like multiple people that it's a hug and book form and that is the perfect description, really. It's Yeah, but it's fantasy, too. And we just don't get that in fantasy. You don't get that, like, happiness in fantasy. Almost all fantasy books we read have this, like, war, uh, destruction of the world to them. But this one just had happiness in it. And it was just everything. Oh, it's so sweet. So it takes place in this fantasy world where there are these orphanages for magical children, basically. And the main character, Linus, is like this middle-aged man, and he's a caseworker. And he's not magical or anything. He's a regular person. Uh, And he gets assigned to this, like, special case, top secret orphanage to go and do a report on. 
most of the time he only does reports in a single day. They're like, we want you to go for like a couple weeks. And Linus never leaves his little cubicle. He kind of has a sad life. (laughs) Um, And he goes and then we get all the interactions with these like unique children. Like one of them is a, a little girl that's a gnome. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. Or we have uh this one little boy who's like just a green blob. Like that's all he is is a green blob. <laughs> and so cute. He wants to be a bellhop so bad. <laughs> I love so him. adorable. Um and then you have Lucy who is a little boy but is also the son of Satan. <laughs> My spirit animal. <laughs> It's just so cute. That's just a few of them. And Theodore. I just loved all the little kids. And so you just experience like Linus and him getting to know all the children and his reports and everything. And like, so it's fantasy, but it it has like a contemporary feel because it's just like their day to day. It's fantasy though. It's just so good. So good. I'll have to listen to like the sample of that audio book since I didn't do that one on audio. You didn't do that one on audio? No, I did that one on print. Oh my gosh. No. We gotta get you the audio. <laughs> it's funny because um Thomas, my oldest son, he read it first. So um we used to do this thing whenever we were homeschooling where if he met certain goals I would buy him a book. And he met a goal and he didn't know Can what book you said that for me. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> We'd have to. It had to be a lofty goal. I'll do whatever you need me to do. <laughs> if that's the reward. Um, and he didn't know what book he wanted. And so I was a little clever because he likes a lot of the books I like. So I pull up my TBR and start reading him some books off of it. So I'm like, I'll buy him a book and also, you know, buy me a book. I'll get a book. Yes. So um, we I could see think. What you did there. Yeah, so I could thank Thomas for owning that copy. And he read it first, and he was like, oh, it's so good, Mom. You have to read it. You have to read it. And he kept saying, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? And I hadn't. And then I finally read it, and I was like, ah, I get it now. I get it. It's so good. So, <laughs> so good. It's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, thanks, guys, for coming and listening and staying around. Uh, check out our next podcast. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.